0: Hi, and welcome back to another Tap Talks HR podcast. And this is a special edition podcast that's out of the normal sync of our three weekly releases. And because the world is changing quite fast at the moment, and with uh, coronavirus um, impacting on the way we're working, we thought we'd put together a special podcast that, that takes into account how this is adapting the way we're working at the moment in business. What we're seeing with some of our organizations is... Um, people being asked at like four o'clock in the afternoon to go home with their laptop and can you work from home now until we let you know and the normal process of HR being able to create an environment and and enable people to go through change isn't there now because the pace of change is so great and with me today to to talk about this is Andy Roberts a senior leadership consultant who works with us here at TAP Solutions to talk about some of the challenges that that leaders are going to involve going to have by doing this and also HR people themselves in enacting this so welcome to the podcast Andy.
1: Thank you Anthony thank you for having me once again pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, and we've done a couple of podcasts before, and it's interesting how over the past few days we've been talking almost endlessly about the, this kind of change that's really hitting business at a, such a fast pace that we thought we'd put together this special podcast. And one of the things we talk about is, is that the concept of VUCA—that that concept of volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity—that seems to be in our workplace more and more. But I think this week alone has probably given us more food for thought than the rest of time put together i mean what are you seeing out there at the moment um uh with with the changes in workplace behavior
1: it's very interesting it's um it has been quite a tumultuous uh, couple of weeks but particularly this week i think uh, with coronavirus Um, i'm certainly seeing a lot more senior leaders being drawn into rooms to have meetings around how to deal with the ever-changing conditions. And you're right, Buca is probably a perfect... uh exclamational way of talking about this right now so I'm seeing senior leaders trying to figure out how do they deal with this and it's dealing with it on multiple fronts so it's dealing with their with their staff so how can they best protect their employees also their contractors but also how do they best manage their relationships with their suppliers and partners because uh, the coronavirus is impacting across whole ecosystems and constellations of organizations so I'm definitely seeing a lot of senior leaders trying to rack their brains about what's the best or most appropriate way to deal with this and it's kind of interesting because I think to um, David Snowden's Kenevan framework and he regularly says you know we default to good practice but that's not enough and uh, best practice is probably the enemy of VUCA so it's really seeing organizations now creating emergent practices to deal with what's going on.
0: And I think that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I've been hearing about a few organisations dusting off um, their their old No Deal Brexit um, kind of paperwork about how they were going to deal with that kind of thing. But I think it really is the fact that, um, even though I mean, going back twenty years, I was in a pandemic conference uh, in in London many years ago as a HR person. But I think um, we're really in the unknown at the moment and i think this is where sometimes it's quite struggle people struggle because we we revert to best practice and i think today we're looking at how we are going to do stuff when we don't know what tomorrow is going to look like um so i think there's a bit there about just equipping people's thinking styles to the best you can do and almost devolving decision making where you can to allow people to to do the best they can in the circumstances
1: yeah absolutely Anthony I think it's really is a moment of experimentation and and of trying new things out it's really clear to me that actually we're not going to be able to do things in the same way and a lot of it now is really just trying out and experimenting because we're clearly working in an environment where we just literally don't know what's happening this you know this week never mind the week after or beyond that so that's a real critical part so I definitely see right now that idea of of trying things out and seeing what's working so this whole idea of emergent practice so you know trying something see what happens if it works, and then you know, basing our responses on that
0: yeah and i suppose listening to the community of, of hr leaders business leaders and see what they're doing that's working because i, I know you've got you've um, you've done a little bit of research and you've come up with um a, a list of areas that you see that, that represent things that we should be thinking about so do you want to start taking us through that Sure,
1: so um, in my reading and also on personal reflection based on experience I've come up with a list of seven factors that particularly have an impact on uh, remote working, and a lot of people will think it's all about the technology and having you know platforms to communicate, but it's actually a lot deeper than that. So, as organisations look to work more uh, remotely, they need to be thinking about these factors. So, the first one really is around the, the human resource policy. So, does HR policy and process? support that virtual working and remote working uh, way of working. So whether it's you know, um, career, reward, uh, measurements, uh, work arrangements, etc. Uh, the second one is around training and development. So that's having the right um, ability to still raise competence and performance in the organisation into ensuring that the organisational processes are aligned for working remotely and support remote working so can people actually access the systems that they need to to in order them to do their daily job uh, beyond that having the uh, tools and technologies to collaborate effectively and knowing how to use them and using them effectively um, also on the softer side a culture that supports working remotely um, where you need trust and where you need good teamwork and collaboration, and also a consideration for the supplier and partner network of the organization. And then also leadership support at the top of the organization that supports this way of working. Again, that goes back to trust and measurement. And then the final one, um, and probably the most tactical one, is really the competence of the team leaders and the team members to work remotely so that's things like are they experienced with working in virtual environments do they have the skills and the tools and know how to work remotely so having worked from home for a decade or so you know one of the things i recognize is it's a big shift for someone who's come from corporate life like in my previous background and there's quite a lot that has to change in the way that you work so those are the seven areas
0: yeah, and I think um, a, a few of those like, really uh, ring out to me there. And I, and I think that's probably why we put this podcast together, wasn't it? Because like, if you think about, if you've always worked in an office with a team around you, the way you've, you've, you've developed yourself and you've trained and the way you interact and the, your culture and, and is so different to when you kind of like suddenly you're at home. Because if you've never worked from home before, um, just the space, to work is actually quite a, a, an interesting thing, because I mean, as we all started working from home, it was firstly the, the dining table wasn 't it? it was your, your new office, and then you evolve eventually into trying to find a bit of a spare room to, to make it feel like a bit more like an office environment but if you 've never done that before, um, uh, I know we spoke earlier about it reminds me of that that guy who was presenting on the BBC news from his home, and the door opens, and his kids come rushing in with their mum. And everything those moments will happen inside of your working life when you start working from home and it's and that's where it leads i think to that senior support of remote working to understand that stuff happens i mean uh i've got a cat around my legs at the moment here and, and i'm just hoping that the cat isn't going to like jump up on me while we're recording this podcast so i think that the allowance of things aren't going to be perfect but well, I mean, what do you see about the training and develop one, that second one you said? Because 70-20-10 rule says that 70% you do learning on the job, 20% from others, and 10% formal. Well, if you're excluded from the work environment face-to-face, and more than likely some, some face-to-face training has been cancelled because of some organisations' perceived fear of that. I mean, how do you think people are going to develop in the coming weeks working remotely? great question Anthony I don't
1: think anybody has the answer I mean as I think of training and development there's a few things that needs to happen I mean first of all people still need to be trained and so I think there'll probably be a shift to more formal training so that 10% will become probably bigger so people will still need both technical training and the so-called soft skills with actually the hard skills and we'll have to look for new methods for developing training so you know web-based is already fairly common and we do quite a lot of that already in our leadership development work uh, just in time learning with you know learning uh, modules and materials small sound bites of content and I think we might even start to look at better uh, ways of sharing knowledge so do we invest in your know, knowledge sharing platforms and whilst we won't can't shadow from a virtual perspective we can create a culture and environment where people can do more checking in and sharing so i really like for example group coaching and team coaching using virtual platforms so adobe connect is our platform of choice and we can do quite well you know after action reviews, project reviews, learning and sharing processes using the technology. Um, there are already large open space style conferences being delivered using virtual technology. So I think it's it's about making a lot of that technology becoming mainstream into organisations, and also figuring out how it fits. So I might not be able to shadow you. For a a day as you go around the office, but I might be able to check in with you two or three times across the course of the day and uh, you tell me what you've been up to and what were the key learnings or key things I need to do. So I think there'll be a shift in technology use and how we use those technologies and maybe some new technologies to support uh, the training and development going forward
0: yeah and I suppose if you' if, if you're an organization or a hr team that having to do stuff today tomorrow to actually move some of your workforce to be more remote um, it's it's going to be use what you've got existing tools hopefully most organizations have some kind of collaboration or web based video conferencing software and, and i think there's that bit where when you're in an office and you're going between meetings, you do that self-development bit by just talking to people, what's going on in their world, that chatter. And I think it's allowing more time on virtual calls to allow time to people to chatter at the start and the end, to have that, how's it going? How's what's going on? To so then it, cause that's still development of people, isn't it? It's still it's that collaboration is still understanding what everyone else is doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a great example for me is on our leadership programs, we always kick off with the check-in, right? So we always go, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10 or, you know, low medium. how's your energy today? And also, what's been a a highlight of the last week or what's been a leadership success? And whilst we spend, you know, of a 90-minute virtual uh, delivery session doing that, 15 minutes of it, it's it's about creating the network and the context and the relationships. So you can adapt those types of coffee machine conversations into the virtual environment
0: yeah and uh, moving on from specifically the second one training and development i think the, the last three you spoke about are almost all intertwined i've got this venn diagram with three circles overlapping in my head being a visual person and the one around culture and especially the culture of high trust um with senior support for remote working with team leader and member competencies because I think the team leader if who is now looking after a very dispersed team needs to adapt their competence to be able to make people feel included because it's a very isolating thought but actually they can only really do that if they've got the support of the most senior people in the organization to give them the bandwidth to do that which then in itself will develop a culture of trust, because actually trust is eroded quite often when you're not face to face with people, if you're used to it. You're very much looking at output rather than kind of input and the way you do things and the effort. So I I don't know if you've got any thoughts around those three, or do you want to pick on one of them and, and talk about that?
1: I think they're all really massively important issues. Um, If I think about trust, I mean, we always talk about trust having a high impact when you're face to face. It even becomes more important when we are remote. Um, So it becomes a much more important issue. And I think to build trust, you clearly need connection and connection is easy when you're in the office together but the connection those those kind of you know pre and post moments that you mentioned is a way of building trust but also giving people the benefit of the doubt and also thinking about um how much you follow up on somebody or drive results has an impact you know something i'm seeing right now actually with clients particularly in the sales world is you know the sales results are expected but actually because of the situation being so VUCA-like at the moment, we just need to cut some of the salespeople some slack to help them build, you know, re-establish relationships with their customers. And that's, that's about trusting people to do the job and letting them have the space to do it. So that's definitely an issue. If I think about the team leader skills for remote teams, I mean, I really like the work of uh, Terence Brake and uh, uh, his uh, book, Where in the World is My Team? And he talks really about, uh, three things. So, people when they're remote um, suffer from isolation. So they feel that they're separated. They definitely don't feel part of the team, so they're fragmented. But also, because they're remote, there's often confusion about the, the direction of travel and where, how far we are along in that direction of travel. And I think remote team leadership is really about a setting up the basics of fundamental effective team remote working but then dealing with the isolation the fragmentation and the confusion and so it's a it's it's building on top of the skills that leaders already have and adding new skills on and also changing their leadership routines i can think of a lot of leaders that we work with and coach who have quite a light touch with their teams when they're in the office face to face but that light touch approach might not necessarily work with remote teams because they're already feeling pretty lonely and so getting rid of that isolation means connecting with people more often and more regularly and making sure that they do feel a part of the the bigger whole so that's probably a big area as well so the remote team leadership is the skills that they have now but there are new skills in terms of how they deal and work with people how they motivate how they raise accountability, raise trust and raise performance. And then deal with all of the HR things that go behind that. So how do you deal with performance? Um, those kinds of things.
0: Yeah. Cause it is very much, uh, I always found when I first started working remotely, partly remotely, it was, um, you felt like because people couldn't see what you were doing or, and the way you were doing it and how you were doing it, you were just so t- transfixed on my output needs to be massive. So the number of emails you would fire out used to go up and everything. And, and so you, you almost like the, the pressure on yourself to do more work actually increased when you went remotely because you felt that people can't see that the fact I am working all day kind of thing on on this. And so that it almost like brings in a, a sense of burnout because actually, your level of challenge will be as high, if not higher. So you might start feeling the effects of psychological stress, but actually you're feeling like you've got a loss of control because actually you've got to just work from home and and you can't go to the office. You can't nip to the floor downstairs and see someone else who you haven't had a coffee with for a while. So so actually that feeling of a loss of control can actually then start having some mental being issues as as well so i mean this is really great stuff andy and i know we've uh, been working this week um And we've been working to release a a couple of things to support organizations through this time and and this time of uncertainty where um, more people are having to at very short notice work from home and learn these new competencies and skills and everything in doing this. And we have come up with some live virtual training for leaders and employees who find themselves having to lead or work remotely and for HR leaders as well to quickly embed this re- these remote working practices. And I know the, a couple of the, the, the offerings that are being launched this week, which are very much open to organizations, uh, corporate level, but also aren't as open courses, um, you're quite interested around, aren't you? And do you want to just give us an overview of those two courses?
1: Sure. So the, the two that we've put together for uh, employees and leaders is really, um, I mean, they're both entitled Effective Remote Working and uh, Effective Remote Team Leadership. So it's really for virtual, dislocated or co-located teams. So the Effective Remote Working one, is a 90-minute live-led session using the Adobe Connect platform that we use regularly because that allows us to do breakouts and polls and things like this. but It looks at five areas, really. So the first area is really about helping people think about the routines that they have. So uh, boundaries at home, the use of their personality uh, managing breaks and also managing their work-life balance so routines the second thing is around personal effectiveness techniques for uh, remote working so batch working time management those kinds of things but particularly looking at how you do that remotely uh, when you've got competing pressures of cat family uh, other people being around the the property etc the third thing is about how do team members become more effective as uh, part of a remote team so how can they up their level of team engagement rather than being expected to kind of sit back and just re- recognise their part of the team it's like how do they be more a more proactive team member uh, the fourth area is around well-being. So we'll be looking at how do they manage some of the issues you've already mentioned around uh, mental well-being whilst working remotely. And then finally, the back end of the session, very briefly, uh, looks at how they can be more effective in setting up their remote working environment. So particularly looking at things like light, ergonomics, space, and the use of technology in remote working. So those are the, the five areas, really. So routines, effectiveness, teaming, well-being, and setup. And that's the effective remote working program, which is really for any employee across the organization who suddenly found themselves having to work remotely or has been for the past, but hasn't really thought about how they could be more effective at doing it. And then the second uh, program that we developed, again, another 90-minute live webinar, is the Effective Remote Team Leadership Programme. Our recommendation will be that uh, all leaders should take the first program anyway, so they've got the same content, but also they've got the same context as the people that they've got in their teams. And then really we're looking at four things across this piece. Um, So the first thing is about how do you set up effectively remote teams? So how do you translate some of the the team measurement, management, performance type things that you would do face-to-face and have those in a virtual environment. And then uh, what we'll be doing is we'll be looking at three the three facets. So um, isolation, how do you as a team leader make sure that your people don't feel isolated? So what routines can you put into play and what tools and techniques can you have so that people don't feel so alone? Uh, fragmentation, so how do you make people feel part of the team? part of the team processes and so what can you do to facilitate online collaboration more effectively again i think we've got a whole range of tools that we use you know conference calls and web web meeting platforms we don't necessarily use them well so in this reducing the fragmentation piece we'll be really looking at how do you use those to, to really create team cohesiveness and then the final uh, chunk of the session is about the confusion how do we reduce confusion so how do we create even more clarity about where we're we going, how we're doing, and what needs to happen to help uh, teams uh, go forward on their remote um, journey together. So those are the, the four areas, really. And always, as I'm thinking about these, I'm thinking about, you know, how do we how do we make sure that teams fundamentally do the things that they always need to do as effective teams? And so the underlying arching part of it also is just making sure that they're being really effective in their in the way that they're working together so they're doing a really great work all the time consistently through through their their work as a team and i think particularly as i look at teams and necessarily ones who don't work well they're not really aligned to what needs to happen well and so we'll spend a bit of time also looking at and reviewing quickly what has happened for effective teams to work together as well
0: i mean they they sound really great and i think um uh, we're offering these aren't we, as, as open courses as well as internal courses and um, for the needs of the organizations, what we're seeing this week and actually the, the gaps in the, in the, in the capabilities uh, of time that these HR departments have got to actually like so much is happening, but you want to support your managers, you want to support your employees, but you can't do it. And, uh, and I know we'll be releasing these very shortly on Eventbrite. The external ones, and we've we've priced them down at a really low price point because this is something that we really think that our our, our colleagues in HR and um, our organisations that we work with and other organisations should benefit from as quickly as possible, and 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 being able to access them really quickly. So, thanks for that, Andy. It's a really good overview. Um, I mean, the world is changing really fast, but who'd have thought we were at the start of the third month of 2020 and so much would have happened so far in this decade. I, I look forward to the other nine years and uh, nine months <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, but, but thanks for your time uh, coming on the podcast today.
1: Uh, more than a pleasure, Anthony. I'm really happy to keep on the conversation going and also for you know, people who want to learn more about the programmes, more than happy to have the conversation with them. But thanks for having me along
0: no worries at all and obviously if you want to learn more about these programs or, or the concepts we've been talking about today then do go to um, solutions.com um, and follow the links that will be on the website um, and uh, hopefully we'll speak to you all again soon so good luck with your planning around the coronavirus changes to the workplace and our normal tap talks hr podcast will be released uh, very shortly thank you for listening